0: The journey of grief and loss is a difficult one. And how do we move through it day by day? Well, it tells us in Lamentations 3.32, Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love. You know, if we live long enough, we are going to experience, all of us, grief and suffering. So, let's talk about this today and how we can deal with it when it touches our life. Stay with me. Hey, friend. Welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, this is Jeannie Smith. Welcome back to the Shattered into Beautiful podcast. I'm so glad you're joining us today. Well, I wanted to talk about grief some more today. I know that we have covered this topic before. And we'll probably cover it many more times because there is so much suffering and grief and loss that individuals are experiencing in this world. And one thing is for sure, we live and we pass away, right? Every day that we live, we come one step closer to that moment, that glorious moment where we make our flight home. And if we are believers, that is an eternal flight friends, because we were created to be eternal beings. We were created by God in our mother's womb to never die. I don't even like that word, die. No, because if we are eternal beings, we were created to live eternally. That is the great hope. And the only thing that we have to do in order to live in eternity for the rest of our lives is simply to have faith and believe because The price for us to have eternal life, it's already been done. It's already been taken care of by Jesus Christ himself on the cross. So this was a huge gift that he gave us. And all we have to do is have faith and believe in him, that he is who he says he is, that he died on the cross, that God resurrected him, because that is a picture of what is going to happen to us for those in Christ Jesus, those that believe. So we have so much look forward to. This past week, uh, actually rather the last two weeks, have been difficult for me because I'm still walking through the stages of raw grief. And even though we have that hope and we know where we're going, we still have an absence in our life of those that were once there that are no longer there that we can see day to day, that we can talk to day to day, that we can hug physically day to day. And so there is an absence there. There is a void And it calls us to long for them. It causes us to miss them. And to walk through what we call grief. And so these past two weeks as I'm walking through the stages of grief still. And uh, not even approaching the one year mark yet of such significant loss in my own life. I just had some difficult uh, days. And I want to tell you a, a quick story. My husband and my little boy uh, went away to see, uh, his, his parents. And so I was kind of home alone and, you know, it was, it was a good thing because I needed just to have some time alone with the Lord. And we recently moved, uh, you know, a few months ago. And so there was this box that appeared in my office and I wasn't really sure who even placed the box there. And on the top of the box, it just said photos. And, um, I kept feeling this stirring in my heart that I needed to go to that box so let me just tell you that when you're feeling a nudge in your spirit that you need to go somewhere or do something or call someone or text someone just simply obey because there is a treasure that is awaiting someone, someone that you're going to reach out to needs to hear a good word, some truth. Or you god's leading you to do something and inside of that obedience is some form of treasure so always take heed to those little flags that you have in your heart and your spirit so i made myself a hot cup of tea and went on over to that box and popped the lid off tons of photos were in there from my childhood with me and my brother and my dad and for those of you that don't know maybe haven't never listened to the show before I had a significant amount of loss in a short amount of time. Within three years, I lost my dad, my grandmother, and my brother. And my grandmother and my brother were two months apart, and my brother was unexpected. It was an unexpected great loss in my life. And so, you know, for those of you that have experienced a huge amount of loss, different, significant loved ones all at one time, I just want to take a moment and say I just empathize with you on that. Because when there's been so much traumatic loss in such a short amount of time, you find it very difficult. It's very, very difficult to navigate through the grief because you're not just navigating through one loss. You're navigating through multiple losses. And when you navigate through grief, especially with a significant other, and we're talking about, you know, spouses, parents, siblings, children, significant losses like that, it takes on its own form and identity. What I mean by that is you don't grieve the same way over a spouse as you do over a child. It's totally different. And so when there's so many close together, it's very, very difficult to navigate because you're trying to grieve the loss of one when there is another one right on top of that or another one on top of that. And so it begins to all weave together and it's like this perfect storm. And you have this wave of emotion that hits you and you don't even know how to to swim through it, you don't even know how to make your way through it because the technique is different. You understand what I'm saying? So you, you, how you handle one grief and loss is different than how you might handle another because of the significant other in your life, who they represented. However, I have good news for that because there is one thing that does not change through grief no matter what the circumstances is and that is the one that carries you through it. He never changes. I'm speaking of Jesus. I'm speaking of our Lord, our God. He is the healer. He is the one that comforts and takes us through it. So although the grief may change, He never changes. And that's been one thing that's really helped me to keep my focus on him, to keep my focus on eternity. Because although I do not know how grief might affect me today or tomorrow or what my encounter might be, what my feelings and emotions might be, I have learned that I have to embrace them. I have to embrace them and allow myself to walk through it because I know the one who carries me. I know the one that will get me through it, and I can trust him. So how do you move through it day by day? Well, there's a key word there, move. You move. You do not sit stagnant. None of the stages of grief are meant to be strongholds, right? They're visitors. They're passing through. So you move. You move through them day by day moment by moment, and you embrace whatever it is that you need to walk through when it comes to grief. So back to the box. So I went to the box. I moved towards the box. I flipped the top of the box off, and I began to go through the photos. And yes, there were many, many tears that were shed. I mean, belly crying I was doing with the Lord, but the Lord was here with me. He was comforting me. And, you know, for about two weeks, I was really, really struggling with Just reflecting on a lot of things from the past. You know, that is one of the things that you walk through with grief is regret and denial, things of that nature. But we cannot stay there because that becomes a trap. And so I was really just missing uh, my loved ones because I was approaching my birthday and this would be a first birthday. You know, those times are really hard where you don't get the phone calls that you used to get or the text messages that you used to get or the cards that you used to get, right? Right. And so I'm traveling through this box, and I come across these pictures, and floods of memories, good memories, began to fill me. And there was laughter, and there was also tears. And then I kept digging through the box. I was determined I was going to go all the way through this box, and I did. And when I got done, there were treasures laying all around me on the floor, not memories of regret and pain and sorrow, but memories of joy. And so do you see what God did? He replaced those struggles that I was having with memories of joy and laughter and peace and comfort. And that's what he does. When We've talked about this before, the ultimate exchange. What will we give the Lord? What are we willing to offer to the Lord in exchange for what he might give us in return? And so there was an exchange happening here as I was traveling through the boxes. I was giving him that pain and that sorrow. And in exchange, he was giving me happy things to fill my memories. Not sad things, but happy things. And so I continued to dig and I ran across this award that had been given to me by my brother. And I don't know, he must have had this made somewhere. But it said the Special Sister Award presented to Jeannie Marie Scott. For your natural warmth and being a best friend. For your generous offerings of advice with understanding to make things seem right. For many acts of thoughtfulness and forgiveness. For providing secrets, memories, and dreams. Therefore, you are declared a special sister. Signed, your brother, Benny. It was dated on October the 21st. And this was back in 2004. And I am approaching the one-year anniversary of the loss of my brother. He passed away in October He passed away into glory, and this was dated in October, too, and it had a gold seal on it that said official, and this just blessed me so much. What a treasure to be given by the Lord during this season of suffering, this award, special sister award, and I could feel my brother's presence all around me. I could feel the Lord's presence all around me, and so I continued to dig in the box, and I found a card from my dad which I thought that I had all the cards from my dad in one Pacific location because I loved getting cards from my dad. But for some reason, this one card was laying in the box. Now, remember, I said I had spent the last two weeks leading up to my encounter with this box, just really struggling with the past regret, you know, um, sorrow, just guilt, things of that nature. That was meant to trap me. So as I was going through this box, I found this card from my dad and I opened it up and inside it, my dad had wrote this long letter to me, but at the top of it, it said this, do not look back and grieve over the past for it is gone and do not be troubled about the future. Live in the present and make it so beautiful that it will be worth remembering. What? What? Wow, this was tremendous, a tremendous word given to me by the Lord and my dad in spirit because of what I was encountering those couple weeks as I made my way to this box. So I just share this with you to bring you hope that God is watching over us. He knows exactly where we are in our grief. He knows exactly what it is that we need. And so is our loved ones, by the way. They are in the cloud of witnesses. What an encouragement. They're all around us. They can't come to us. One day we will go to them. But they are watching over us and cheering us on with all the other saints. Matter of fact, I just want to read that scripture because I love it, love it, love it. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. I'm turning to it now. Therefore, since we are surrounded... By such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. So we are to keep our eyes and our focus on Jesus and heaven and eternity where He is, where our loved ones are, and glory to God, where we are going. We have so much hope and promise there. And so that is what helps us also move through the day-by-day stages of struggles and circumstances and grief, suffering, whatever it may be. Interesting enough, as I was struggling myself walking through grief these past couple weeks, just in the last three days, I have encountered two friends that have lost their mother, two different friends, two different parts of the state, and both of them lost their mother. And I found myself seeking the Lord in words that I could share with both of them to just bring comfort. And I was led to a book that I have called Eternal Perspectives. It's just a collection of quotations On Heaven and Earth, and it's written by Randy Alcorn. It's a big book, probably about 600 pages, but it's a great, great read. So that may be something that you want to check out. But anyways, I was led to this book that I keep in my living room, and I opened it up to a a passage that I return back to quite frequently and read because I find a lot of hope in it. So I just want to share it with you. They shall never suffer the old temptations from Satan The world or thy own flesh. Thy pains and sicknesses have all been cured. Thy body shall no more burden thee with weakness and weariness. Thy aching head and heart, thy hunger and thirst, thy sleep and labor, it's all gone. Oh, what a mighty change this is from the dunghill to the throne, from persecuting sinners to praising saints, From a vile body to this which now shines as the brightness of the firmament. From a sense of God's displeasure to the perfect enjoyment of Him in love. From all my doubts and fears to this possession which puts me out of doubt. From all my fearful thoughts of death to this joyful life. Blessed change this is. Farewell, sin and sorrow forever. Farewell, my rocky, proud, unbelieving heart, my worldly, sensual, carnal heart, and welcome now my most holy, heavenly nature. Farewell, repentance, faith, and hope, and welcome, love, joy, and praise. That's all that's going to be going on. Love, joy, and praise. So when we can put our focus there, when we can put our focus on where our loved ones are, and what they're experiencing, and what they left behind, we find ourselves filled with so much thankfulness. Thankfulness, especially if we've watched our loved ones suffer. We know that all that is gone, and now they're in their glorious bodies. The moment that they took their last breath here on earth, they entered into the presence of the Lord. Their spirit never died they do not die. Jesus tells us that he told us that in John chapter 11 verse 25. Jesus said to her, now he's talking to Martha because Martha has just said to him, "I know speaking of Lazarus, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day." And Jesus says to her, "Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even if he dies, will live. Everyone who lives and believes in me, wait for it, will never die. That's what he told her. He says, do you believe this? And she says, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I do believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God who comes into the world. Jesus is telling her so clearly here, there is no death. The one that lives in me will never die. So basically they have just transitioned. They're no longer here. They transitioned. When they took their last breath here on earth, they took their first breath in eternity in heaven forever and ever. They will never die. And so Jesus is pointing her and he's pointing us to heaven, to eternity, where they are, where the saints are now, and how they're living in that love, joy, and praise that I just read to you about. They're no longer here on this earth in suffering. We may be. He's trying to point us in the spirit to where they are. That yes, there will be grief because we miss them. Because Jesus, even in this chapter, he wept. It says that he wept over Lazarus, his friend as well. He loved Lazarus. And so he was weeping because he saw Mary and Martha and everyone else gathered. They were sad and they were weeping too. And friends, when we weep, Jesus weeps. When we feel the things that we feel, Jesus feels them too. We do not suffer alone. Christ always suffers with us. That is the one thing, even though the grief And the stages change. Jesus never changes. And he is pointing us here in this passage of scripture to him, the one that never changes. You know, the thing about grief is it can come suddenly and without warning. And even though we have a loved one that we see is very sick and suffering, and we know, we know that the time is coming. But still, when they take that last breath, and we know that we can no longer hear their voice here on earth, nothing prepares you for that. It's a pain that is so overwhelming. Great sorrow. And it happens because that loved one was deeply, deeply loved by you. It happens because there is now a great emptiness in our hearts. The closer we are to the person, the greater the emptiness will be. But remember, When Jesus came to the tomb of his friend Lazarus, his response was immediate. What does it tell us? Again, that Jesus wept. It's the shortest verse in the Bible, but it's there to show us that Jesus knew what it meant. He knew what it was like to grieve. Isaiah 53, 3 tells us that Jesus Christ was a man of sorrows and he was acquainted with our grief. I don't know about you, but that brings me great comfort. Now, as Christians, we're told in 1 Thessalonians 4.13, we don't grieve like the rest of men who have no hope, because as Christians, we do have hope, but that does not mean that we still don't grieve. What I have learned about my own grief is that I am not sorrowful over where they are. I'm very thankful, and this is where my heart can begin to move into gratitude. I'm very thankful For where they are. My grief is a sign of my great love for them. My grief is really about me, not them. Grief is such a process, friends. This is how we move through it. It is a journey, and we move through it by allowing the process to happen. No day will be the same. Grief grips us suddenly and it lets us go slowly. Again, it is a process. So, don't be surprised by your grief. Don't be surprised by days being different, the waves coming, crashing in quickly on you. Don't be surprised by this day is tougher than yesterday. Just embrace it. Something that was said to me by a friend was very impactful one day. She said, Jeannie, just because you hurt doesn't mean you're not healing. So, I want to prepare to end today's episode with a couple of things. How to move through it day by day. I'm going to give you two things, two ways to begin to move through your grief day by day. The first is to absolutely turn your grief over to God. The psalmist wrote in Psalms 55, 22, that's King David. Here's what he said. Cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. Grief is too large of a burden. There's not anything that we can do about it. It will overtake us. It will overwhelm us if we don't give it to the Lord. We have to give it to the Lord. Remember, it's that great exchange. God wants us to cast all our burdens on him. And the beautiful thing about this is because the grief is such a burden, we have to remember when we grieve deeply over someone. We're really honoring that person. We're honoring the great love that we have for that person. For me, I didn't want to give my grief over to the Lord, my burden over to the Lord. I wanted to hold it close to my heart because I felt like by giving it over to the Lord, I was giving that person over to the Lord and I wasn't ready to give that person over to the Lord. But I began to realize two great truths that made it easier for me. To give it over to the Lord. To begin the process of giving it over to the Lord. And again, that is a process. But here's the two things that I identified with. The depth of my weakness to carry the burden myself. And the depth of God's love. That is what makes it easier to give it over to the Lord. Understanding our depth of weakness to carry it. Because we were never meant to carry it. And the depth of God's love for us. The second and last thing I will share with you to help you move through the day by day is to surround your grief with gratitude. Well, what does that look like? Gratitude and grief, like how do they even go in the same sentence? It's very, very difficult. Like how do we stay thankful and have gratitude about grief, the loss of a loved one? We just want them back. We just want them back. We are wanting something that we can't have. But I have found that through my sorrow and my grief, If I turn my eyes to heaven, to Jesus, if I turn my eyes to where my loved one is now and how they're not suffering anymore, I begin to get thankful for that. I begin to be thankful because of my love for that person. Thank you, Lord, that they're not suffering anymore. Thank you, Lord, that they've entered into the great exchange. Thank you, Lord. And when I begin to put my focus on other people that are in need, that are hurting, just like myself, I begin to get a heart full of. Of gratitude. So when we mourn the loss of a loved one, we can still find it in our heart to thank God for the years that we had together with them. Thank God for the things that they said to us along that time span, the things that they left behind. Maybe the things written down on paper that we had that belonged to them, that flowed from their heart. Oh, I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful. These become gracious gifts for us. I opened up this episode with a scripture out of Lamentations 3.32, and it said, Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love. I want you to look at the words in that one short scripture. These words are all put together. Grief, compassion, and his unfailing love. And so I find it fitting talking about that same compassion. Because one of the best things that we can do to bring gratitude in our heart is to help others, to help someone else that possibly is grieving too. Grief turns us inward, but compassion turns us outward. And that's what we need when grief threatens us and feels like it's going to crush us, is that we carry each other's burden and we turn the grief outward. In the meantime... We continue to go through the process. We continue to move through it, the journey of grief and loss, day by day. We continue to live by faith, confident that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's Romans 8, 38 through 39. Friends, I love you bunches. I hope you have a wonderful week. And remember, live life abundantly. Before you go, have you registered for the upcoming two-day healing retreat called The Gift that we are having in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, September 15th and 16th? If you haven't, please go do that. What an amazing opportunity. For more details and to register, go to geniescottsmith.com. I hope to see you there. mommy's show leave a review hey before you go if this podcast has blessed you the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the shattered in the beautiful show next hop on over to the shattered in the beautiful private facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration you can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. and lastly please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at smith evangelistic ministries I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.